do you own a small business or are planning on selling your business or in the near future, see yourself coming into a significant chunk of money and you're worried about the tax implications of that? Well, uh, that's a, that's a common feeling. And, uh, Steve Moskowitz is who we have on today. Um, he is a tax attorney. And by the way, he's going to explain the difference between a tax attorney and a CPA and why you would want to work with a tax attorney in this type of situation. Uh, but we go through quite a few different scenarios, uh, all about tax savings when it comes to small business and how you can benefit from that. Yeah. He's been doing this for over 30 years. And he actually says that it, it, this sounds funny, but he loves to talk about taxes. And I've never met anybody who says they love to talk about taxes. So uh, if you want to learn how to save taxes on those kind of things that Merce just talked about, you're going to want to listen to this episode. By the way, if you've not had a chance, go check out our website, POMwealth.net. And even if you've checked it out, I want to remind you, there's a new article that comes out every single week on our blog. So if it's been a week or two, you're missing information about planning for and living throughout retirement. There's also an online masterclass you can listen to, which is three keys to secure your retirement. We encourage you to be able to do that. Also, you can uh, reach out to Merce and I and, and schedule a 15-minute phone conversation. But before we get into this particular episode, we have a quick disclosure. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only, not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Welcome everyone to our Monday podcast. We certainly do appreciate having you with us. As we do each and every Monday, Merce and I, our goal, our desire is to bring to the table someone, an expert that we can interview that can bring value, uh, honestly, to, to Merce and I, as well as to our listeners. And we have done that today on a topic that I think everyone uh on earth, but in particularly here in the United States are, are saying, Hey, I want to know more about, and that's taxes and how to deal with that world. And we've got Steve Moskowitz, uh, all the way from, uh, San Francisco, California. Uh, so Steve, thank you so much for being on our podcast today and answering some of what we think are complicated, but to you probably very easy questions and answers. Thanks so much for inviting me. And this is my favorite thing in life, talking about taxes or really how to save them and not pay them. Look at the Fortune 500. They make billions with a B. And some of these companies don't pay taxes. So basically, if you're a mom and pop store on the corner, you know, you're paying more taxes than Apple computer, but I bet you don't make as much money as Apple computer. My job is to say, hey, wait a minute. You know, the things the big boys do, the medium-sized boys in the, in, in the small mom and pops can do too. We're going to talk all about that. Fantastic. Well, we, again, appreciate you being here. Can you, first of all, just kind of set the basis here? Uh, you're a tax attorney, you know, and, and we know there's different things. There's accountants, there's CPAs, there's enrolled agents, there's all these different things. 
And, you know, could you kind of help us to understand the difference between a tax attorney and what that is as compared to maybe a CPA or those other things that we just I'm very about? familiar with that because before I was a tax attorney, I was a CPA. So the reason when I set foot into law school, I already had a bachelor's and master's in accounting. I was already a CPA. The reason that I went to law school was to become a tax attorney because as a tax attorney, I could do everything the CPA could do, but a lot more. I could do a lot more in tax planning. And also I can go into court and defend anything that the IRS would challenge. And also very, very, very importantly, you only have attorney-client privilege with an attorney. So that means if you come in and you say, Steve, I, I have two questions for you. One, can I deduct my pension contribution? And secondly, I murdered my next door neighbor. Is What's the problem with that? By law, whatever you tell me or any attorney is secret. The law enforcement, nobody can get it from you. I have a legal duty to take that with me to my grave, but nobody other than attorneys. And one of the problems with the IRS is that more and more the IRS is calling CPAs to testify against their clients. They say, Mr. or Ms. CPA, what did your client tell you? What did you tell him or her? And give us all the paperwork. How in the world can you feel confident in talking to somebody when that person may be called as a witness, it could maybe put you in prison or take away your money. So that's a big, big deal about being an attorney. And that's so vitally important. And, you know, the whole reason for attorney-client privilege, I, I won't give you too much history, because back to England, when they were first deciding this concept of, of secrecy with an attorney, and the people making the law at that time said, well, you have to do that, because otherwise clients will have to pick and choose and figure out, well, what can you tell your attorney and what can't you tell them? So he said, you know what, just tell them everything. The attorney will sort it out. That is so vitally important. So in, in the tax world, so we tax attorneys, as an attorney, we can do any type of case. Literally, if you said that you murdered your next door neighbor, legally, I could do the case, although I wouldn't because I, I don't do murder cases. But a lot of times we do get into other areas like criminal because somebody will do something that has both a criminal aspect and a tax aspect. For example, if you were murder for hire, you know, the IRS would expect you to report your income on your tax return. <laughs> so now most murderers don't report their, their murder income, but look at Al Capone. We all know why he went to prison for not paying his taxes. So you see that a lot in you know, all types of cases, drug cases, and also cannabis. Cannabis is a very interesting topic because it's is it legal? Well, according to the feds, no. According to the various states, it depends on state law. So it's, it's kind of in a, a Netherland area. And those are very important. And I, I know this is not a show on cannabis. There's special rules as to what you can deduct and what you can't duck there and so on and so forth. So what, what happens is a lot of times a tax attorney will get involved in all other areas of life. For example, a litigation. So you're, you're suing your neighbor about something. Well, the tax attorney gets involved with the litigation attorney because what are you asking for? Some things that you're asking for are taxable and some things are not. Obviously, if you're going to get a million dollar judgment, it would make a big deal to you if that million was taxable or not taxable, but it would also make a difference to the person that's paying it because you might have a situation where what you care about is the bottom line, how much you're going to have in your pocket as opposed to having to pay the government. So how would you like to have more in your pocket 
because the item was not taxable and the guy paying you is more willing to settle because the total amount he has the right to check for is less because of, of the taxes so the bottom line is you know i know people joke about taxes but i just find taxes fascinating and there's just so much you can do and i could really you know we were joking before the show i could do three days here but i'll, I'll keep it i'll keep it to the two-day limit that you gave me <laughs> and I'll, as soon as you're ready i'll, I'll go into re, in retirement plans because retirement plans is such a phenomenal area for clients yeah well that sounds good steve um thanks for giving us that the distinction there and we are glad that you love taxes as much as you do because we need people like that in the world because I would say there's quite a few out there that feel exactly the opposite about tax law and everything like that. So um, we're they glad love to hear saving the taxes, though. <laughs> they do love saving the taxes and hate paying the taxes. So obviously there's a place um, for good tax uh, attorneys and CPAs in this world. Um, so let's talk about 2021 or 2020. Um, if someone hasn't filed their 2020 taxes yet. Uh, as you know, when we were talking before, a lot of the people that listen to this show, a lot of the clients that we work with, they're close to retirement or already in retirement. So really in the forefront of their mind outside of, hey, when can I retire is how do I uh, maximize my retirement savings, but also how do I maximize my tax savings as well? And so as we're getting close to the end of 2021 here, what are some tips or thoughts that you may want to put out there as far as things to make sure that we're doing uh, this tax year? Let's start off with saving right away. And that, that's why this pension area is just so great. For almost everything else, if, if you're listening to this show in 2021, and you say, oh, wow, that guy, Steve, gave me some great advice. I had wish I had done that. I guess I can only do it from 2021 and on. Pensions is the exception because there's a lot of different pensions that you can set up in fund up to the time of filing the return plus extension. So right now it's August 31st, 2021. You can have somebody that's on extension on their tax returns. So they haven't filed 2020 yet. We could set up a pension form today, fund it today or anytime up to the filing of the return for some people as late as October 15th of 21 and still deduct it from 2020. Most other things you have to write the check by December 31st, 20 to deduct it in 20. So pensions already, you can go ahead and save money. So that, that's one of the things. You mentioned people that are in retirement and that's fine, but there, there's so many areas where the, the pensions work. For example, suppose you have one of your listeners who's in retirement. So, oh, well, you know, pensions, that's for guys that are working and I'm retired, I'm living off my investments. Well, then if, if that client called me, I have a very tough question I ask them. I say, would you prefer to A, pay less taxes and put your money away that's protected that if you get sued or you go bankrupt, your money's protected and you keep it, or B, pay more in taxes and have your money subject to seizure from a plaintiff or a bankruptcy court, and then we go on for there. So for those listeners that are ready, most people choose the first one where they save the taxes. So here's the deal. You say, but wait a minute, wait a minute. You said I was retired. So generally, when you think about pensions, you think about people that you know have companies and they're working. And pensions are designed to offset company income. But one of the things that we can do is we can, and this is real common, especially with retirees, 
they're retired from working at you know some company, but they're managing their investments. We set up a company. We then do the investments through the company. We set up a pension for the company. And effectively, when the smoke clears, we get to offset investment income with the pension deduction. And the bottom line is the investor who said, well, you know, I don't have really much in the way of expenses. I'm stuck with these taxes. You go ahead and you have a big deduction against that income. You can offset investment income that way by setting up the company. And that's something that most people just miss. And they say, well, you know, I'm an investor. I'm just stuck paying the taxes. You're not. And we can go over a little later in the show. There's over 20 different types of pensions. Most people are familiar with the common ones, IRAs and 401ks, and there's nothing wrong with them, but they're so limited. When somebody gives you something nice, what do you say? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> See, that's how I know you guys are not lawyers. Lawyer would say, more, I want more. <laughs> and what happens is with the type of pensions we're going to talk about, they are enormous deductions. We have a lot of clients deducting hundreds of thousands of dollars, some even seven figures. That's one of the big deals about a pension. So the first thing with pensions is such a big deal. You can have such an enormous tax deduction. And I'm not kidding. And talked about in simple terms, it's like, would you rather pay more taxes or less taxes? And if you choose the less taxes, the money goes to your pension fund instead of the IRS. I've yet in my career ever have somebody say that they'd like to pay more taxes. And I don't think I'll ever hear those, even if I practice another thousand years. So that's one big deal. The next, with investments, you know, normally you get taxed on your income. But when the money is in pension, it's not taxed. So that means your earnings are growing a lot faster because you're not paying taxes. And also what a lot of people don't know is that pensions have special federal protection. It's known as an exempt asset. So what that means is, you know, unfortunately in today's world, a lot of people like to sue. You know, sometimes when you have something, your neighbor says, well, you know, you have something and they don't, so that's not fair. So they want to take it away from you. That's unfortunate, but that's the way a lot of people think. If you, and a jury says, well, you know, the guy has some money. He must've done something wrong. If you get sued and the plaintiff wins, they can't touch your pension. And although I hate to mention his name, the poster boy for this is OJ Simpson because OJ Simpson has an enormous judgment against him and has had for many years. But he hasn't lost a penny of his pension because of this protection. And even if things go bad for you, and look, it's the time of COVID. And there's a lot of people that have been around and successful for years that they, they can't make it now. They went out of business. They have all kinds of debts. And if the absolute worst happens and you have to file a bankruptcy, well, if you have money in the bank, but for a little exemption amount, the court takes away from you, but not pensions. You could have a zillion dollars in your pension account, file a bankruptcy and keep every penny of it. So to me, pensions are so incredibly powerful and they're also so flexible. Suppose you're in a situation where sometimes people have an unusual amount of income. They have some event that gives them an unusual amount of money. Well, if you have an unusual amount of money, you have an unusually large amount of taxes. 
well, what can you do about it? With some of the pensions, what you can do is you can make multiple year contributions in one calendar year. And when the smoke clears on that one, you have a much larger than usual annual deduction to offset that windfall that you got. So again, in practice, this is one of the things that I usually talk about right away with new clients say, hey, do you have a pension? And sometimes, oh, oh, yes, Steve, I do. You know, we have a 401k in the company. I say, that's wonderful, but it's so limited. You can have multiple pensions. And if you have employees, almost all of it goes to the owners of the business. That's the way the laws are set up. So the, the bottom line is, again, for me, in practice, having done so many of these, I've yet to have a client say, no, he doesn't want to put money aside. He'd rather pay the money to the IRS. That's, that's one of the many, and it's safe. You don't have to worry about somebody taking it away from you because in business, one of the things you're always worried about, somebody's going to come along and sue you. It only, and I've seen it in practice, it only takes one lawsuit to wipe out a lifetime of earnings and savings. And it's tragic. And especially if people are later in life and that lawsuit comes along. Imagine you work hard all your life, you save, some guy sues you, jury says, yeah, you know, you're the business owner, you must be a bad guy plaintiff wins. Oh my God, you lost everything. Your pension is totally safe. You save taxes. It's safe. I could go on and on, but you can see like, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really, really say these pensions are just so terrific. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, Get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. Great. Well, I mean, you know, obviously, I mean, if somebody's in that position, that can be a great tool for them or a great way for them to at least consider that. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Now, one of the things that uh, we talked a little bit about before we started, and one of your topics is this idea of this, you, you call it the secrets of contributing more to a 401k or an IRA than I guess what we know as our normal limits. Is, is this, is that connected to the pension or is that something different? Basically, what it is, is you're setting up these other accounts. So what happens is a lot of people, if you talk to them and say, oh, yeah, I have a 401k, I max it every year. And if you say to them, would you have the ability to put in more? Oh, yeah, sure. But I, I can't go above the ceiling. Now you can because you set up another like a cash balance plan. A yeah. cash balance plan doesn't have a fixed limit to it. So what happens is we do an actuarial evaluation depending on the earnings of the, you know, the earnings, the length of service, the age of the person, a whole bunch of stuff. But the bottom line is there, there's no limit on it. Like it's okay. There's a fixed limit. That's why these plans are so beautiful. And then if you really want to max it, what we'll do is we'll have multiple pension plans and we actually show clients on a piece of paper. Okay. You can have pensions, A, B, C, D, and E. And Here's the max you can put away. And remember, there's the cash flow advantage because suppose, for example, that we're, we're talking today, August 31st, 21. 
Glenn has in father's return is 20 return, we can have a pension contribution for 20. And then cash flow wise for 21, we can go ahead and make a contribution, say today, and go out more than a year in the future because you put your tax return on extension, then you have up to the time of filing the return plus extension. So it's so flexible or thought of another way, when the year, and I'll call it year one, when year one ends, you still have about three quarters of the way into year two to fund the pension and deduct it from year one. And one of the things that this would do is when you're doing your estimated tax payments, because you know estimated tax payments are due four times a year, 415, 615, 915, and then 115 the next year. Well, let's take a look at those dates. Let's assume that you had a tax return that was due either 915 or 1015. Those, th those first three estimated payments, 415, 615, and 915, you can actually pay less than your estimate because your taxes are going to be less because you're going to fund that pension in September or October of year two. Look at the beauty of cash flow. So there, there's so much here for planning. And that's that's what we do with clients. We sit down and I'm a tax attorney. I'm not a pension salesman. So don't worry, oh, this guy must be working for some pension company. I don't. I'm the head of our law firm. But to me, this is such a valuable, valuable area that you take a look at along with so much else that we do in tax planning. For example, you talk about retirees. Well, we know about the time value of money. That's how banks make money. If you waltz into a bank and say, hi, I'd like to borrow some money. If your credit's okay, they'll probably lend it to you because time value of money, you want the money today, but eventually you're going to give them back more money because the time value of money. So it will do things like a lot of retirees will have investments in real property. So what we'll do is say, okay, we can greatly accelerate the depreciation. And you say, well, that's wonderful because I can have the sweetest words in the English language. I can think of nothing more romantic than, than taking out the love of your life to dinner in a beautiful candlelit restaurant, very romantic, the soft music playing. You raise your wine glass and you say, to her, positive cash flow with a tax loss. What could be more <laughs> passionate than that? But I really mean it. You think about it. You have some building and <clears throat> you, you take in more cash than you spend. So, okay, good. You have profit. You don't write a check to depreciation. It's just a paper entry. It's something to do with a pencil or a computer. But then through accelerated depreciation, this, this concept of cost segregation, with cost segregation, we send an engineer to the property and he or she says, well, you know, normally these properties are depreciated over 39 or 27 and a half, 27 and a half years, depending on it's commercial or residential. But with cost seg, this is 15 year property. This is 10 year property. This is five year property. This property we can write off all in the initial year and you get a big amount of depreciation. And if you already have the buildings, oh boy, I sure wish I knew that before I started my depreciation method. You can still do this. It's called a change of accounting method. We can do it. And then you wipe out all the profits from the building. So that's terrific. But as we learned earlier, when somebody gives you something nice, what do you say? I want more. 
ah, good. I, I feel good. <laughs> I, I, I trained you now. And what happens, you say, well, if I have more depreciation, if that building shows a loss, could I write that off against my other investment income or wages or profits? Can I do that? So the general rule is no. Your CPA say, well, Internal Revenue Code Section 469 says that's a passive activity loss. You can't do that. However, there's an exception to that. It's called the real estate professional. And if you're married, only one spouse has to qualify. And that allows you to take what ordinarily would have been a disallowed passive loss as a deductible loss. So let's assume that we have a brain surgeon who's married to a house husband and she has a, a building where she makes a million dollars more in cash than she spends on expenses. But, but through depreciation, she's got 2 million of depreciation. So now the building has a million dollars worth of depreciation. And then you say, okay, so no tax on the, on the million we made on the building. Then she looks at her medical practice and let's say that she's made a half a million bucks in her medical practice, but because husband qualified as a real estate professional, she gets to use that depreciation loss against her practice. And look at my example, the brain surgeon and her husband here made a million and a half dollars, but they legally don't pay any income taxes on that. And a lot of times people say, well, why, how could that be? Why should there be such a law? And here's why. There's two reasons for our tax law. Everybody's familiar with the first one, extracting money out of us. Everybody knows about that. But there's another one. In a democracy, the government can't order us to do something. But they want you to do it because it's good for the economy. So how does the government get you to do something that they can't order you to do, but they want you to do. They give you a tax incentives. Say, hey, if you do this, you'll pay less taxes. That gets people to do things. Incentives. Like one of the things that we're looking at now is real big in practice. I'm called ERC, Employee Retention Credit. This is phenomenal. The Congress, in their infinite wisdom, will give qualified employers up to $33,000 for 2020 through 2021 for every qualified employee. So suppose, for example, you have a business and you have 10 qualified employees. The government writes you a check for up to $330,000. What if you have 20 qualified employees? The government writes you a check for up to 660,000. And you say, well, why in the world would the government just give this money away? It's a stimulus payment to employers like, we know about those checks that went out to individuals for stimulus. The government just gave you money. They wrote you a check. If you otherwise qualified, they just gave you thousands of dollars. Just, here it is. Yours. Spend it as you please. And the idea was to stimulate the economy. Well, they're doing this for employers now, too, because the government can't say to an employer, we order you to stay open and keep paying your payroll. But they can give you money instead. And we have clients that are making millions from the government or hundreds of thousands, depending on a variety of factors. This is free money. It's a grant. It's not a, it's not a loan that you have to pay back. It's not like other things where you have to meet certain requirements. The government just gives you the money, just like that stimulus check a lot of people got. Do whatever you want with it. 
So there, there's so many incentives in the tax law. And I could go on and on and on and on and on, because you know I really do love to talk about taxes. But the whole idea here with tax planning is there's so much there. But here's where people run afoul. Suppose I walked over to your office there in North Carolina, and I said, here, I have a business card. Take this to the bank, and the bank will hand you a million dollars in cash. Would you take that business card over to the bank? Absolutely. I think you would. Suppose I drove up to your office in my dump truck. I had a, I had a, a dump truck full of business cards, regular business cards. I put in my special business card. I started all up, and then I dumped all of those business cards on your desk. Do you think you'd ever find the million-dollar business card? You probably wouldn't. But what happens is the people in the know, the people who don't pay taxes, have guys like me, or in the case of Apple, armies of guys like me, who know where the secret business card is hidden. They say, oh, okay, let me dive in here. Here's the secret business card. Take this to the bank and get the million dollars. That's what happens. You have all this stuff. It's open to everybody. It's in the law. Most people will never find that needle in the haystack. That's what part of tax plan is. Hey, for you, because when we talk to clients, the first thing I'll do when I talk to them, I say, oh, well, okay, I'm happy to do your tax returns. Oh, wait a minute. What about this and this and this? Like R&D, research and development credit. And I could do shows on all this if you guys are interested. But what happens with this one, this is another sweet one. The government wants businesses to be innovative, come up with stuff. And it doesn't have to be new to the world. It just has to be new to you. And then they will give you a credit. They'll write you a check for this year and three years back. Most people, when you say R&D, say, oh, isn't that some kind of music? No, no, I didn't say R&B, rhythm and blues. I said R&D, research and development. And, and the beauty of this, when we go into a client with R&D, you're not spending a new dollar. We just go in and say, hey, let's take a look at what you've already spent this year in the last three years. Oh, did you know these all these dollars qualify for this government program called Research and Development R&D? And sign here, and the government will write you these four checks. People never heard of this stuff. And I'm not kidding you guys. I could go on and on and on and on. There's so many government giveaways. But most business people, most retirees, are looking at something else. And saying, ah, you know, the taxes are so complex and they're not fair anyway. And how much do I have to pay? And they grumble when they write the check and then forget about it. Don't forget about it. This is savings available to everybody. Gotcha, Steve. So obviously there is a, a lot here. There's a lot of strategy. There's a lot of thoughts, um, different ways that we can use what's already on paper um, to, to our advantage. Um, so the, I guess the moral of the story here is, uh, if you're not going to do it yourself, if you're not going to find that needle yourself, have someone in, in your back corner that's going to be willing to find it for you for your specific business or your specific situation. So, And these, and these things are <coughs> they're available and they're legal. For example, you guys and hopefully people all over the world are, are hearing this podcast. But unless you're in California, you probably never heard of me. But I've been on radio and TV here in California for 30 years. I've been talking about this on air for 30 years. These are legal things like, like for example, a simple IRA account. That's a legal tax saving. Say, oh, well, that must be something wrong with that. It's just that's real common. Everybody knows about it. There's a ton of things like that. They're just not so well known. And I've yeah. talked about them on air for over 30 years. 
I mean, I, I, you've obviously, you know, shared with us some things that we uh, ourselves have never heard of, or at least understood. We understood pensions, but not to the way you describe them. So what, what is the best way if somebody says, Steve, you've blown my brain today. I need more information. Uh, how is it, what's the best way for them to get to you and to get more information if they need to look at their specific situation? Either call us at 888-TAX-DEAL. That's 888-T-A-X-D-E-A-L, 888-TAX-DEAL, or MoskowitzLLP.com, M-O-S-K-O-W-I-T-Z-L-L-P.com. Well, we'll make sure we have that on our uh, website as well as in the show notes so uh, that people can, you know, obviously if they're in this situation, what you're describing is is extremely beneficial. So for Merce and I, we certainly want to say thank you so much for coming on and 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 giving us just a little, little snippet of your wisdom. Well, thanks so much for inviting me. And honest to God, I have a great time talking about taxes. I had great fun. Thanks so much. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.